Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Book It, Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. With me, as always, is the big bad booty daddy, Anthony Hall. Oh, my God. What the big bad booty daddy? Yeah, man. He's the big bad booty daddy. Is it Viscera? No. Fuck. <laughs> Who would be so weird to call themselves the big bad booty daddy? Uh, Billy Gunn. No. That'd be a good one, I'm though. Try, I'm, think, I'm trying to think of uh, just uh, other ass-related wrestlers. <laughs> the Big Bad Booty Daddy. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. So much. I, think I, I, think I, I think I might be stuffed on this one. He's the one and only Scott Steiner. Oh, it's it's, okay. it's it's a clip from TNA and it is one of the funniest I love watching this clip because it makes me laugh so hard it's a clip from TNA and it's him and Bully Ray and they're sitting they're in the back and he's like let me at him he's, and he, he says he says something like he says something like uh, you know man I'd fight them eight days a week so he says some crazy thing it's 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 you just have to look up Scott Steiner, Big Bad Booty Daddy. And he's like, he says some crazy, like, I fight him Monday, Monday through Friday, eight days a week. And then Boy Ray stops and he's like, there's only seven days in a week. And then he gets so flustered that he just goes, man, I'm the Big Bad Booty Daddy. I'm... <laughs> he just gets so flustered and he just, he, he says nonsense. And he, then he says that. And then Boy Ray goes, English. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's so fucking you know stupid. i have I to give it, it to, to scott steiner to uh for just being a part of some of the most memorable promos all because he's just so confident in his word vomit just yeah whenever he is just rolling he has that confidence to just keep on saying shit and that's how we got steiner math and yeah. that's i guess how we got big 33 and a third and- chance <laughs> god bless i i would like to see uh i know obviously Braun breaker is trying to carve his own uh path as a superstar but i i would i, I should hope that eventually he gets into some steiner-esque promos because i think that'd be very enjoyable to watch yeah that'd be very very silly and very very <laughs> oh man but yeah, no, I, I just saw that one and I was like, yeah, that's a good one. That always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, boy. But we're not going to be talking about Scott Siner on today's episode, but we will be talking about another very fun character and what uh, what we would want to do with them in the current WWE sphere of booking. But before we get into that. Of course, if you enjoy the podcast and everything that we do, please follow us online at Book Events Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast on and give us reviews because we would appreciate that. Uh, yes. And before we get oh, into our. Hmm? Speaking of reviews, let, let us uh, quickly oh, there, just that's uh, a good segue. talk about. Uh, the five star reception for the hero of Montreal, Sami Zayn, uh, this past weekend, uh, Elimination Chamber and also SmackDown. Sami, 
you were amazing. We love you. You should yeah. have won. Everybody knows that. Um, it was incredible to hear that pop, to hear his old theme come back. Yeah. Uh, oh, the match had special. the match was a bit screwy near the end, but I mean that's classic yeah. Roman. It classic is classic Roman. I mean, to give them credit, I think it's showing that the that like there is uh, weak points in the armor. I think it's showing that because like Sammy kicked out of like two spears or something. That's true. Um, and so it's showing there's there the the foundation is crumbling, uh, and Cody will be the one to, you know, break in and 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 finish the job. But right, I do wish that there had been a bit more emotion in the finish. And I know that the finish was more to set up like, you know, he hits Jay. That's and then that's going to be the whole thing is like the. Yeah, the Usos. Like Jay's like, oh, Jay was like, oh, I stood up for you. How could you hit me? Blah. Yeah. And then it'll be Jay and Jimmy and they'll be like, OK, we're back at the bloodline. And then KO is finally going to. You know, come around properly, and Sammy's gonna acknowledge that you know he's been his friend till the end, and then they're gonna they're gonna wrestle the Usos for the tag team championships at WrestleMania. They're gonna win. The Canadian boys are finally gonna get their flowers, and because Sammy lost in such a heartbreaking fashion, it generates a shitload of heat for Roman, and then babyface Cody Rhodes is finally gonna beat Roman. Yeah, do what his daddy never did. You know, we love wrestling. I I'm being sarcastic, but I'm sure <laughs> this is going to be cool and awesome. Oh, it's all written out very clearly, but that's fine. That's yeah. okay to do that. You know, I the the only the big criticism for me is just like like a lot of people were kind of fantasy booking like a dusty finish where he technically does win it, but like Roman's foot was on the rope at the very last second and then another ref comes down and goes, "No, no, no, this happened." And they have to restart the match. And then there's some screwy stuff where you get that big pop of like, oh, my God, he did it. And the whole crowd goes wild. And then they restart the match and it's just booze again. But yeah. I mean, I mean, Roman won and the crowd was dead silent, which I mean, is either a good thing or a bad thing. It's either like, yeah, you crushed their hopes and dreams or that was not the type of ending they were expecting. So I don't know. But I also chamber was a good show. Burning Honestly. two refs, burning two refs in yeah. one match, like being yeah. like, oh, this guy got hit so I hard. Think, that he, we need to bring another ref. And then the other ref got hit even more hard. He got I hit think, so hard that it woke up the first ref. <laughs> I think it was more of the chair shot being the finish where it mm -hmm. didn't. It just felt sullied in a way. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the thing is, like, yeah, you could tell that Sammy was the the crowd like that that's the thing the crowd was so hot for him and so mm. hopefully this means going into whatever they do next they can keep up that emotion they can keep up that storytelling and like make it matter make it meaningful and like i trust him and kevin owens and the usos to put on like and make like the tag belts like a must-see match at mania so yeah uh, but elimination chamber Altogether was a great show. I personally thought mm -hmm. that the men's elimination chamber was phenomenal. Gargano, Rollins, 
I mean, all six men were in the match at one time and they were all doing some crazy stuff. Montez Ford, friggin' Spider Manning up and hanging from the ceiling and dropping down. Uh, yeah, Bronson he's, Reed he's being super a monster. Good. Like, that's there's some really. With, that spot with the power, like the Seth was setting up Gargano to be powerbombed off of the chamber and then Gargano reversing it and then like launching <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins into all the dudes was like pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it they're they put their bodies on the line. And I really like it's funny. People are like, oh, I don't know, like this person came back. Did they actually are they actually there like doing what they should be? Or like, are people even going to care? It's like clearly people cared because when you watch them actually wrestle, they're freaking awesome. So just make just give Johnny wrestling the ability to wrestling and he'll make people cheer for him. (laughs) So hopefully wrestle more. So hopefully they get to do that more with them. Uh, And then the women's one was awesome as well. The tag team match was really cool. And then who knows what the hell is going to happen with Brock and Lashley, but I don't really care. Uh, And then we also had Battle in the Valley. Yes. Shout out to Mercedes Monet, uh, the new IWGP women's champion uh, defeating Kyrie. Uh, It was a really, 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 really good match. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a table spot. Um, Mercedes Monet came out with a uh, gear tribute to the late great Hanukkah And damn, it was it was very entertaining. It was it's great because we forgot how good uh sasha banks aka mercedes monet was because she's been gone for so long um yeah and she still got it and i feel like that match really silenced a lot of haters but of course there are other people who are really annoying being like well she's just gonna do all this and then go back to WWE because WWE, everything revolves around the wwe or or just like uh i saw a lot of uh people i saw a lot of people being like what, oh, what went from a giant stadium full of like 15, 18,000 people to like a tiny little community theater? And it's like, shut up. <laughs> who cares? Doesn't, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it's, it, is, it is being broadcast it's on the Internet. Like, even if in that room, there is not that many people, the reach that her name has and yeah. the reputation that New Japan carries and that. The fact that we have the internet yeah. means that a lot more eyes are going to see it. And we're talking about it today, obviously, because we're, you know, wrestling nerds. But, like, everybody's talking about it who ever cared about Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. And whatever. That's way more mm-hmm. than 2000. So what? You're up against so much shit. Like, the yeah. problem with stuff right now is that there's so much of it. There's just so much of it. We're in the golden age of wrestling where everything is happening all at once. Everybody's there's a lot to go of, see live shows. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of options. There's a lot of possibities. There's a lot of and, stars. Yeah. And talent. And there's a lot of promotions where talent can go to other places. Um, yes. Unlike now, Jay White, who can't go back to New Japan. Because he lost the loser leaves New Japan match, so he's probably gonna end up in WWE, which that will be interesting. We'll see yeah, where he ends we'll up there. We'll see. But if they uh, if they make him Uncle Howdy, I'll be so mad. If I Jay did White see a rumor about up. that, 
I did see a rumor. If about he that, debuts that's... as Uncle Howdy, I will be so pissed off. I would just be like, "What a ginormous, ginormous waste of talent." It would be interesting. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so the two great shows happened this weekend. So I mean, definitely you can go back and watch some of the matches because they were very, very good. Um, but. Uh, what we're going to be doing for this episode is obviously you see it in the title and you're thinking. What? How did you come up with that idea? Well, it's because. Um, I follow we've talked about it before on the podcast, uh, Chris Van Fleet. Incredible interviewer. Phenomenal podcaster. Uh, great motivational speaker. Uh, but. Uh, he interviews a lot of wrestlers, a lot of athletes, and recently he had interviewed Dylan Postle, a.k.a. Hornswoggle, and they talked about some of his past like character moments and stuff or storylines, and uh, Swoggle had mentioned that uh, he was supposed to be the uh, famous, I don't necessarily know if it's famous famous, but like the infamous mystery raw GM uh uh storyline where there was it was like it was like all the decisions were coming through like an email computer and then Michael Cole would have to read out what the new matches were and all that stuff. The what was supposed to happen is that and I think it and I forget who ended up being actually behind it. I forget that whole storyline. I don't really remember. But what Swaggle talked about on Chris's podcast is that uh, he was actually supposed to be the one behind it. And he was going to debut as a new heel. And he was going to be the general manager of Raw. Uh, the character was supposed to be. <laughs> Big Nick from New Jersey. I love it. <laughs> And he was going to have a New Jersey accent. He was going to be a heel GM. uh, And the story is that he tells is that they were going through rehearsal. He couldn't do a New Jersey accent. And they just scrapped the entire plan because he couldn't do an accent. Like, it's so dumb. Like, I remember watching Hornswoggle when I was like really getting to wrestling uh, when I was a teenager. And I always loved it. I thought it was funny. But then I've also watched him recently on Major Wrestling Figure Pod and Ethan Page's vlogs and stuff. And he's running his own promotion. I think it's ACW um, in Wisconsin. And he's killing it. But what if he were to come back and they would actually fulfill the storyline that they had planned for him all those years ago, where he does come back as a heel general manager and you have uh, Swoggle, now known as Big Nick, <laughs> uh, running the show. And uh, that's my dream booking is let's let's come up with uh, fun ways that Hornswoggle, Big Nick could be the, the heel general manager of WWE. That's beautiful. I, I love it. Uh, we're, of course, not going to force uh mr swoggle to do the new jersey accent uh but he will embody the energy of a new jersey mob boss oh I, yeah it's a great idea 
yes. Because well, every cause... every good GM needs uh, people around him to do his bidding, especially mm. Big Nick from New Jersey. He's got a guy. He's got a guy. I like. I love that. Like, yeah, play into that. Like, very cheesy, like stereotype character. Uh, but make it so that he's actually kind of fearful. Cause obviously the thing is like, you know, and, and he, I'm sure Swaggle completely understands it and he's used it to his advantage for his character and for wrestling for his entire career. But it's that whole thing of, Oh, you, they underestimate what he can do. And so of course yeah. you're going to have the people that come in and go, Oh, well, weren't you the guy who would just hide under the ring and you dress up as a leprechaun and stuff. But what if he could like, then be like, oh, yeah, you're going to make fun of me. OK, snaps his fingers and then puts them in, a, you know, goes Teddy Long, but like the heel side of Teddy Long where he's like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Guess what? Tonight you got a match. Yeah, you should go out there and prepare for it. And then this like smarmy heel goes out and, he's, and it's like, I don't know who's a fun like. Like it could be the Miz easily. It could be like the Miz goes out there. He's like, OK, I'm in a match, whatever. This is dumb. I don't know why I should be in the match. I was just. I was I what I said was right and then like Omos comes out and just like fucking yeah. choke slams him through the <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it should always be like uh oh who's going to be in this match? Like who did Big Nick put me in a match with? It's like oh it obviously can't be anybody that scary and it's always Omos and he and he always will just ambush the person. And this is the punishment you get for daring to ask Big Nick from New Jersey what he did before he became the GM. Or like, or like, um, <clears throat> maybe it's like he does something to them, not necessarily putting him in the match, but like he, someone like says some offhanded comment and it makes him mad. So he gets revenge on them by like either destroying their locker room or like, uh, I don't want to say holding someone hostage because that's too much, <laughs> but, but like, like does something to like scare them. I'll, uh, you know, Godfather horse head in the bed sort of deal where it would also be like really funny if, uh, we had some sort of person who can go around and, and do these sabotages and sneak around. And we had mentioned possibly oh, yeah. Dexter Loomis doing the bidding That'd for be- big Nick and imagine one of these punishments or sabotages being to a high flyer. Let's say it's a ricochet and he like oils up his boots, the bottom of them. So it's like slippery. He like slides around <laughs> the ring and oils up the turnbuckle a la Michael Nakazawa. So yes. that when ricochet goes up to do a move, he he slips. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, we'll try to make it as if safe as possible. Yeah, I think if there's anyone who could fake slip on the top rope and flip and land in a way that looks painful, it would be Ricochet. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I think like that would be perfect if there was like some sort of tournament going on on SmackDown for like number one contender for the US title or something. And Ricochet was put up against somebody who you could very easily beat like Let's say in kayfabe, it would probably be like someone who's a bit lower on the card. Um, and it's like, oh, my gosh, like Ricochet's going to destroy this person. And then because of what he said to Swoggle or sorry, Big Nick from New Jersey, GM Nick, 
<laughs> he gets sabotaged by Dexter Lewis and he loses. Which, this is definitely uh, like this is definitely a good strikes fear a, into the locker room. Yeah, this would definitely would have been a great uh character for like attitude era slash ruthless aggression era because at the time oh yeah like we don't really have any like we don't really have any characters who are like they clearly should not be doing this like in in attitude era you had i'm trying to remember what his name is why am i blanking on his name he's the dude that like brock is he's the guy who only had one leg that Brock Lesnar like destroyed in front of his parents. I'm trying to remember his oh. name and I can't for some reason. Or you uh, have my uh, favorite yeah, from that. Ruthless Aggression Era, Colin Delaney. <laughs> do you remember Colin Delaney? I don't know if I do. He he is like skinny, like should never have been doing this, going up against giants, and he always lost. I think except for one time he finally beat someone. Uh, let's see. But like, we don't have anyone like that where it's like, or from, I guess the PG era. Uh, oh, what's his name? Now, why am I forgetting people's names? Uh, he was Carmella's I dude. Guess, oh, uh, Ellsworth. Yeah. Ellsworth. We don't have an Ellsworth right now. Everybody who's or in WWE is like R- legit athletes. No one's Reginald like old or, um, who is the other guy? I mean, I guess like Spike Dudley's kind of like that too, in a way. Yeah. Zach uh, the, Gowan. The classic underdog. Zach oh. Gowan was the one legged wrestler who it still could go, but like they put him up against dudes where you're like, he's good. They're just going to murder him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and Leon Ruff was kind of like that too for oh, that yeah. brief time that he was around. Leon Ruff. Right. Uh, Let's say let's say for the the purposes of the storyline, like Ricochet is in this tournament and he's against Leon Ruff and everybody knows that Ricochet is going to win. But because he said something and crossed GM Big Nick, he gets sabotaged by Dexter Loomis and slips on the turnbuckle and Leon Ruff gets a unlikely win. Those are just some of the things that happen in the regime of Big Nick from New Jersey. I'm trying to to look. I want to see what was. Oh, right. Colin Delaney was part of WWE CW. That's what it was. Mm. And it was just it was just that thing of like, he clearly should not be. (laughs) He should clearly not be against all these people. His first win was a was a tag team match. It was Delaney and Tommy Dreamer beating Miz and Morrison. Remember when Miz and Morrison was a tag team early on and they were like ECW champions? That was weird. Remember when Miz and Morrison came back as a tag team? Hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz Miz and Morrison. Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I I love this idea of like, yeah, he just like he takes... He does like basically the the heel version, like or like the most heelish like uh, GM stereotypes and like, yeah, turns them up to 11 of like putting people in matches that they definitely can't win, uh, uh, putting people in situations where uh, are like doing things to people where he like exerts his power just because he can uh 
hell even like and that's the thing is like you can have him be totally heel and go against like faces or he could just like not make friends with anyone except for certain people like even if it was like some you know like whatever heel person and he's like oh you're gonna have a match tonight and he doesn't tell him what it is and then it's like a two-on-one handicap match against Sheamus and McIntyre <laughs> and, it, and, and it's just a match that like just gets the crowd excited to be like one more time and they like do the double beats to the chest on the rope and, ev- and everybody's just like perfectly okay with watching them destroy this man things like that that'd be pretty funny but like and I think one of the main things a heel GM should do is uh, install all of his favorites as the champions. Okay. So, so, so I think the, uh, the mission of this fantasy booking is how and who do we replace the champions of SmackDown with uh, via the meddlings and plans of big Nick from New Jersey. Okay. So, Hmm. Interesting. At first, uh, at first, I thought you were going to say like he needs to like surround himself like you say surround himself with his favorites. But I thought you were going to say like surround himself with like people that he can trust because like going into like the mob boss thing. Of course. And he is going to do that. But I thought that it was going to lead to uh, uh, certain people from NXT getting called up. (laughs) Oh, and of course it will, because. Every good mob boss needs good associates, good foot soldiers right, on the ground. Because right now in NXT, you got Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yes. And Stacks. Tony D. Stacks. <laughs> and you need these two guys to uh, go that, duke it out for uh, for uh, Big Nick. I know that I know that Tony D'Angelo has been more taken like as like a serious character. Where you where like at first I would, at first I was super like against it because I'm like well, they're actually gonna try to make this a serious character it should be like a joke character but that now it's kind of made more like sense in a way but mm. it would be very funny if they made it like like the three of them are like basically uh, um, three Stooges level sort of comedy of like you have you have Swag like a Big Nick. You got Tony D and you got stacks and, and it's just yes. like their antics together of like fumbly trying to control the show. Yeah, there's a lot of, hey, boss, what about this? Hey, boss, yeah. what about this? Hey, <laughs> boss, what about this? You're going to go out there and you're going to beat them. And then they like and he comes they come like they fail and he comes back and he's just like, I'm sorry, boss. And then you like smacks him upside the head. <laughs> I still hope then, that in know. this universe, I still hope that in this universe, Adam Pierce is still around because that that would be a good like back and forth between like Adam Pierce, who like has to make sure that the show is running to like the WWE board of directors like standards, but then like Swoggle yeah. Big Nick is like screwing everything up or or only doing it for himself. And like you said, yeah. putting people that he wants into these positions. Yes. So do you think that Stax and Tony D should win the tag titles? Uh, or is there a better tag team that, that we can implement as part of the Big Nick regime? Well, I guess if this is Swaggle coming back, uh, 
I mean, the, the team that has been together the most outside of WWE that Swaggle's been a part of is the major players. And that's and that's because of the major wrestling figure podcast. Shout out to those yes. guys. Uh, yes. Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling, Chelsea mm. Green and Swaggle. Mm. Uh, they've been like a big team together and Chelsea's back That's in great. WWE. So, so why, why not the, there's been rumors, uh, rumors about Cardona players. coming back. I think that'd be great. They, yeah. Is, if the tag titles weren't so like deep into a storyline and there was just like the tag titles were separate or whatever, or like someone down the line wins it. It would be very cool to like have it be like the tag team, whoever's the tag team to, or the champions at the time is like, we've defeated everybody. Like who you got to for us to face or like they or like they say some. I don't know, they they basically like. Propose to Swaggle that there's no one that can beat them. They are the best. They'll do what they want because they're the top tag team. And then he's yeah. like. All right, I got a match for you. You're going to be defending tag titles against a mystery team. Uh, or even it's like against a couple of locals. He says locals. And then it's. Oh, even, even though Cardona and Brian aren't locals, but he just makes it underplays it. And then it's like, yeah, then Cardona comes out and Brian Myers comes out and it's the major players and they just. And then it puts on like a banger match and they win the tag titles. Is Matt Cardona actually from New Jersey? He's from Long Island. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 And then Long Myers. Island. And then Myers is from. Oh, no. And Myers is from Long Island as well. Or like New York. They're both from New York. Okay. Area. Okay. So then if they have a show in New York area. Yeah. That actually works. Yeah. Then you say, okay. All right. Seems like. Let's say it's the champions at the time are this is post mania in a book of Vince universe. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are the champions to be fair, run, run through everybody to be fair. Sammy, Sammy and Kevin against Swaggle would be very funny. You know, they could pull off some really good yes. stuff. Yes. Like Kevin, like the, the couple of people who I, I thought during like the last two years that like, expertly like were given like not the best stuff to do but like made the most of it were like uh the whole Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins storyline like their pro- backstage promos were so funny cuz it's you can tell mm-hmm. like Kevin Owens is like this these this dialogue sucks i'm going to make it better <laughs> and they just goof around <laughs> so, yeah so it would be it would be funny for these two Canadians who have dominated uh, the tag division after taking the titles off the Usos mm-hmm. to, to get so cocky and uh, so sure of themselves in their in their standing in the tag division that they're like, all right, we don't care about you, GM Big Nick from New Jersey. Or I don't like, think you have anybody who can beat us. Or like uh, all the heel tag teams get thrown at them trying to topple yeah. their reign and yes like they're the ultimate babyface team and then that's where mm. yeah you finally bring in like 
two dudes who went out, made a name for themselves, come back in a big way and get and screw KO and Sammy out of the titles. And then that becomes a whole storyline. Yes. Beautiful. We love it. How about what's a what's a secondary title that Big Nick can get his grubby hands on? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, it's tricky. Oh uh, no! <laughs> I had, I had a weird, quick idea of like, well, if at Mania, if at Mania. The plan does happen where it's Gunther versus Sheamus or Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre and a triple threat. And one of them wins. Like a Sheamus or someone. I kind of feel like it's going to be Sheamus because he's just been so hot lately. It's like give him like one final like either like one final like big run or like a very, you know, satisfying run. Yeah, if he could go. If he could go, have Fit Finley come back. <laughs> Woo. Okay, okay, I like it. Okay, so let's say that I know he's a uh, coach, Fit and Finley. I know he's retired, and I know that. But he, yes, but yes. I mean, like Fit Finley was like the original. Sh- uh, no, not really. That's just because they're both Irish. Um, <laughs> I what I'm saying is like he was one of the original like dudes that like of the era where we started watching wrestling is like he didn't cut promos. He just went out there and like put on a good match and like Seamus can do promos very easily. But like this renaissance of like the fans are like, no, I just want to see him wrestle like banger after Mm -hmm. banger. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we want. We want him to go out there and just put on a good wrestling match. And so that could be an interesting one where (laughs) Finley comes back, not as like, you know, the super Irishman character as he was before, but he could because there is a famous uh, mobster movie called the Irishman, as you know, so it'd be very funny if whomever (laughs) wins the intercontinental title at mania Mm -hmm. is confronted by a bunch of secret messages and intimidating communications coming from uh, big Nick's people or just He's receiving messages that it's like the title's not safe because the Irishman is coming back. And everyone's like, who's the Irishman? Mm. It, could it be any of the Irish wrestlers who are on the roster currently? Could it be Finn Balor? Could it be JD McDonough? Could it be <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch? <laughs> the uh, Irish man. She's yeah, the man. The Irish man. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know who the Irishman is, uh, but we know that the Irishman is coming for the intercontinental title. Oh man. And eventually that sets up for this big reveal where uh Stax and uh Tony D can kidnap Seamus, uncover his head, and then standing right before him is the Irishman. Finley. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like I also want like you know how like Finley always had like the same like green tights and like that whole thing when you were explaining that like uh it made me then think of like one of my favorite movies that is very silly but also just like very fun to watch is uh boondock saints oh great great and like how like 
if he came back, how would he look? And I think if he came back and he was just like all black, black leather coat, just here to be like a killer, like that would be cool. They could give him the shillelagh again, too, because that's like a kind of signature weapon. Very important to the Irishman, Uh, you know, so I think that would be great. And then you set up a match that is uh, and you have a good old a good old Donnie Brook. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) they did like three of them (laughs) like in the past year or something. It was crazy. But you could have that. And it's Seamus. Yeah. And 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 uh, and then you have all sorts of shenanigans throughout that match. Yeah, because I think Seamus will have like the he'll have drew to to help him and and maybe he enlists the help of uh ridge and butch and that mm-hmm. means finley would get to use stacks and Tony d'angelo and maybe somebody else too uh and this is the point where we finally get the drew mcintyre heel turn Oh, and you build towards Seamus versus McIntyre. Yes, yes. People Beautiful. have been saying people people have been like going saying like what Drew needs now is a good heel turn, and that could good be heel it. run. Yeah, the Scotsman, the Scotsman the, and the Irishman. I mean, you have. I mean, yeah. It's like you have the Banger Bros, and everybody loves the Banger Bros. Everybody loves them. Get on the bus. Get to the. <laughs> join the oh, no, around. don't get on the bus. You don't know. You don't want to know what happens on the bus. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like he goes to supposedly. Uh, help him out and then he. Turns on him, but Seamus comes back and like retains and then you have Somehow. yeah, the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, That'd okay. Pretty cool. And then is there a storyline? I know this is just pure meddling at this point, and people would get incredibly sick of Big Nick from New Jersey controlling everything. But if Cody does win at Mania, mm-hmm. who would Big Nick from New Jersey want to install as his uh brand champion? over Cody. I mean I would uh hmm. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Who's an, who's another uh big Nick or Swaggle associate that we have not considered yet? Um The Boogeyman? <laughs> uh hmm, I don't know. Oh, also <laughs> I'm just looking through Hornswoggle's uh, pro wrestling wiki. I forgot that he was a part of or not a part of, but uh, the it actually makes sense for Drew McIntyre because they did uh, 3MB. Right. He's a mascot of 3MB. Yeah. And they had the WLC match. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. my God. So that makes sense. So El, he's El Torito. He's a uh, so Drew McIntyre is, you know, uh, uh, in cahoots with him. Um, all right, I yes, because it's a th- a three MB reunion, yeah, of sorts. I don't know. Okay, don't know well, if three MB if three MB is coming back, let's say no, because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> no. so then I think the champion 
should be Heath Slater. I mean, people liked Heath Slater, and if he came back, I mean, he came back for that one, that one, like, spot with Drew during the pandemic, and that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like if you, I feel like, I know that the major players are, like, would be really good tag team, but, like, Matt Cardona is pretty hot, and so having, or, yeah, having, having him... Also, like he is friends with Cody, so like that's a whole thing true, too. True, true. That's really why Matt Cardona was briefly in AEW because he had that relationship with Cody. Um, I really don't know who would be a good one. Jinder Mahal. I mean, you could. He's in Jinder Mahal. He's in NXT, and if he comes back with a different gimmick <laughs> I don't know or he doesn't even have just, to he doesn't even have to he's just who, the the, mo- I mean, the modern does, day mafia champion I mean this does quite make bring up the question of like what's going to happen after Wrestlemania with Cody because who's a good who's going to be a good heel for Cody the face I don't know well, MJ even just in even mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's not 2024 yet. Well, he could do something heinous to get released. That's true. Or he could just he could just blow up like CM Punk and and then demand his release. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know who, unless like you bring up an NXT person and have them turn or something. Um, yeah, that's a tough one because like I mean. It, that is going to be the ultimate question of what's going to happen after Mania, and like an Im- an immediate big program thing. That, God forbid if this actually happens, but they have been saying people have been talking. The dirt sheets, the rush, the wrestling journalists have been speaking about Kenny Omega potentially not coming back to AEW. Right. So if the cleaner is in the WWE, I feel like that sets up a very big storyline for Cody already. But oh, it would be terrible if that happened. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh I'm just trying I'm just trying to figure I'm just looking up who's this, who are the heels in who are the heels in WWE right now? Uh Would would Hornswoggle work with the work with the Judgment Day? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, uh, you know what would be really cool? You know what would be really cool if he what would that if, be? If if uh if they actually like gave him a full on push and and delivered this person the way that like okay, so I have a couple options. Okay, These are people right. who are fan favorites who would be really mm. good as a heel if they mm. gave the if they just push them the way that the fans want to push them. Okay, okay I got three Please. options for you. Begin your presentation. Bobby Roode. Oh, okay, yeah, glorious. Robert Robert Roode. Yeah, yep, Robert Roode. Yep. Glorious. Full, comes back exactly like his character was before, like. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think Champa could look good in the in a mob boss type suit, being like the champion that is delivered. I mean, the him going back to the Blackheart, like full heel, sort of deal. And then no one will survive. And then the other one is what's going to happen to Solo Sokoa after he's done with the Bloodline. Interesting. Interesting. So I think I like I like Champa. I I like Champa, Marty. I think I think Champa being uh, the brand champion the the one that uh big nick can control briefly briefly he gets the belt and then he can go haywire and then it's like no i've made a mistake (laughs) i thought i could control this guy but now he's gone rogue (laughs) that could be fun and that could be a fun aftermath to deal with for big nick from new jersey trying to get the title off of this man that he basically set up on a silver platter I mean, also, also, you got to think Cody is a big fan of the theatrics of the drama. And Tommaso is very good, very good at at talking. And they could have some really interesting. uh, Drama back and forth of of what is deserved. And Tommaso, you know. Talking about his struggle for the years Mm. And mm-hmm. I mean, hey, Cody likes referencing stuff outside of WWE. Uh, you know, referencing the Wednesday Night Wars would be interesting. And Tommaso was there. He was there. So that's always a thing, too. That'd be, inter- that'd uh, be that, interesting. That would be beautiful. I, I like that. I like that. And then does does Big Nick from New Jersey's Reign of Terror end somehow? Is there any way where this comes to an end? Um, yes. In a hell in a cell against Adam Pierce. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> or, so, yeah, or, or it's an I quit match between Adam Pierce. And... <laughs> no, I don't know. That'd be very funny. That's though. funny. That's funny, though. Yeah, I think I think to end to end the angle, I think people will get bored of him meddling. Um. Scrap the Daddy bo- comes think, back out of retirement. I think, yeah, yeah. I think the the WWE board of directors comes down with this executive order where it has to be an I quit match between Scrap Daddy and Hornswoggle. Let's let's put them in uh, a Hell in a Cell so that um, they can no no none of uh, Hornswoggle or Big Nick's associates can help. And it is just, oh, it's, it's going to be a quick match. It'll like, obviously Pierce will win and then oh, he'll re- yes, regain. But, but also like you have to, you have to make it look like, <laughs> like I think at first Pierce is like, I don't want to hurt you. Like, come on with the civilized. But then Nick is just like, hit me, you son of a bitch. And he like takes like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. takes like a kendo stick and actually beats the crap out of Pierce. And then Pierce <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like, all right, fine. And then it, but, but like, but like, uh, Swaggle like actually gets some pretty good stuff in. And yeah. it's more of like that Pierce is like, I haven't wrestled in like 10 plus years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
that sort of deal. Like, yeah, and it, it's and not I that he, it's to, it's not one sided. You know, beating up a little yeah. person, <laughs> right? But it, but it, because I think it's funny, but also like silly. I think to start the match, the hell in the cell is already lowered. Pierce is inside the ring, and Big Nick is nowhere to be found. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, where is this guy? The cell's already closed. And then he crawls out from underneath the ring with a weapon and ambushes Pierce, like, right away. Like, with, like, a hammer or a kendo stick, like you said. And that's what, like, begins the assault. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, is he really going to just beat Pierce because he got the upper hand he's just been beating him up with this weapon the entire time but then of course because he is <laughs> he's not very big and you know pierce is scrap daddy scrap daddy finds the energy to just uh hit a couple of big moves on him and he he finally ends the reign of terror that is big nick from new jersey as the secret gm or another fun thing is uh very heel tactic is yeah he doesn't come out but then his associates come out mm. and they attack Pierce and they leave him in the ring. And then Twoggle comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah, thinks he can get sense. an easy one, two, three pin. But, but he kicks out. Discount yeah, the heart of the scrap daddy. And then it's all about Pierce coming back. And then he hits like one move on to like one <laughs> big move on to, uh, on to, so it's basically like him versus like five dudes. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he what? It's like he he hits like a clothesline or something. Uh, <laughs> it's like a well, most I mean, basic I can, move. I mean, I can tell you what Adam Pierce's oh, finishing move was. Let Let's hear it. Um, I hope it's something hilarious. Uh, do, 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 do. where was it? Uh, finishing and signature moves: flying body splash. Rack bomb, <laughs> pile driver. I remember he had a. I mean, I mean, I watched his retirement match against Cole Cabana from ROH. I don't remember what his finishing move was though. What's a rack bomb? That's a good question. What is a rack bomb? And could you hit it on Swaggle without <laughs> killing him? Oh, it's Oh, it's um uh so basically it's like a torture rack. It's a torture rack okay. where like you have the yep. your opponent on on top of you and they're like facing up and then you spin okay. them into a power bomb. So it's kind of like Perfect. blue thunder bomb but like different situation. In the in the torture rack, yeah. Okay. I mean that beautiful. makes sense. It's a rack bomb. It's a torture rack into a power bomb. Great. That would be a fantastic <laughs> move to 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 see Adam Pierce deliver onto Swoggle. <laughs> Swoggle jumps off the top rope. Pierce catches him into it, and then rack bomb. Rack bomb. One, two, three. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be crazy. Now that's a finish, baby. Now there that's a finish. But. Yeah, and then that, and then he has to officially retire, and then boom, that's it. That's and, yeah, so and then everything, everything gets, everything gets fixed. You know, everything, yep. all of the sh the shit that Big Nick did gets uh, erased uh, eventually. Oh man, that's pretty beautiful. Good. I like what that. A, what a beautiful, what a beautiful story. 
hey man like you gotta give and it would be a good way to give like swaggles flowers of of his yeah. time in the wwe and being a, a great entertainer so yeah there you go yeah <laughs> that's that's our booking of um of hornswoggle aka big nick uh big nick from new jersey as the wwe general manager that he never got to be Beautiful. what could have been truly but let what us know how you would book uh hornswoggle or maybe even another like wwe legend uh from the ruthless aggression era or, or that time as general manager mm-hmm. but anthony it's time for the main event oh we used this last it's time, time right? for the main event i think it's a good i think it's a good uh segue uh yeah, yeah i like it this week's main event our fun little segment that we're gonna do here we're gonna do some heel or face heel or face i mean now that you actually have that sound clip isolated of mark henry doing the it's time for the main event you could 100 just cut it into the podcast oh probably <laughs> We'll see. Um, all right, Anthony, I got one for you. All right. This is uh, one of the founding members of the NWO. Mm. Was Kevin Nash a heel or face in 2000? And eleven. Kevin Nash in two thousand and eleven. So this is obviously way long after all the NWO stuff, all the all that stuff. This is when he came back to the WWE. Did he come back as a heel or as a face? I believe that Diesel himself came back as a face. You are correct. Yes. This is, uh, so 2011 is when he came back uh, for the Royal Rumble. And okay, okay. Uh, it was uh, him and I believe Triple H uh, in a feud and he was the yeah it was hit it was uh triple h versus kevin ash at tlc 2011 and he was the face in this storyline yeah because i think i think uh triple h was still like corporate triple h so oh interesting all right well are you ready for my healer face person yes let's hit it boom all right we just saw them become the IWGP Women's Ooh. Champion. Was Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks? Sasha Sasha Banks? <laughs> Sasha Monet? <laughs> Sasha Monet? Mercedes Banks? Uh, was Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks, heel or face during March? 21st, 2021 to October 21st, 2021. Oh, so only a couple months. 2021? 2021. Like, I know. I watched. I literally watched this. 
So this is after the main pandemic. This is WrestleMania. Wait, what'd you say? March 21st, 2021, October 21st, 2021. So she was a face. Ah, no, she what? was a heel. According to the is SmackDown this... Hotel. When was this? Wait, was what was what WrestleMania was 2021? Uh, so it appears that this is, I think, this is right before she teamed up with Naomi to do Team Glow because Team okay. Glow is was like, uh, this is this was it was Sasha versus uh, Bianca at WrestleMania when they made event. Yes. Yes. So. Okay, she technically was the heel, but this is the period where I always go back and I go, they never clearly defined what Sasha was. People were cheering for her, and, but she was doing kind of heelish things. But yeah, I could, yeah, technically heel. According to the database, yes, she was a heel. And then, and she, then came, she became a face. And, yeah. and teamed up with Naomi, right, yeah. And and then the saga uh, began of them leaving, and then of course, Naomi, where are you? Maybe you'll come back. What is she now? Is she a face or a heel? In because they hugged at the end of the match, but her like during the press conference, she like stole the title, took it from Kyrie, and held it up. Like is she is she trying to be in that middle area, like Stone Cold? So she's yes. trying to do. I think Damn. her present her presentation when she debuted at Wrestle Kingdom was that of a heel, and then of course in the press conference type things, she has been very heel ish. But yeah, after she won the title, I I don't know. I don't know if it's like count if if you count it in storyline because it was like you know it's just this very very talented wrestler finally realizing their dream of you know wrestling for NJPW against some like mm -hmm. top level Japanese talent and being outside of the the WWE like if it was that that was overtaking her that you know that's just that moment um that we mm -hmm. don't count as like character stuff or if she's actually just a face now but for all intents and purposes and according to the database she is uh presently a heel interesting okay yes we'll see i guess we'll see Money. i guess we'll see who she fused with next Money. Money. Uh, Money. And we'll leave you off with our match recommendation of the week this week. Anthony, you got a match that people should watch. The people oh. should check out. Well, why not just stick with the theme and see if we can uh, find a copy of Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie at Battle in the Valley? Mm hmm. I think I think you should watch it. I mean, is it like the all time best match between women? No, probably not. But is it a cool match to see two uh, WWE faves um, battle it out uh, in a wonderful promotion and as a part of a pretty cool show? Yes. And they went like 25 minutes. Yeah, it was long, but it was yeah. great. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's that's all the it's been getting so much praise, which is awesome to see. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of elbow targeting because we're like, oh, damn, 
we don't want to see that insane elbow. Um, mm. And then there's a bunch of very close call submissions. I think Kyrie had um, Mercedes in a couple of like very, very deep submissions. And it was like, oh, she's going to tap out in her first match, but did not happen. Cool. No, yeah. If there's a way that you can figure out to watch it, go check it out for sure. Yes. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Book Events Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening uh, and hanging out with us this episode. As always, if you want to follow what we do here at Unknown Air, our live streams, our other content, you can check us out online at UE underscore films. You can follow everything that the pot about the podcast online at Book Events Pod, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can follow myself on Twitter, Instagram at Barton underscore minute. And you can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and jokes on Instagram and Twitter. But thank you very much for checking out this week's podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Go watch some wrestling. And uh, yes, thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye.